0: Good evening everyone, welcome to Evening Dhamma. Tonight we're looking at the Sabhasava Sutta, Majjhima Nikaya number two. We're looking at Vinodana Pahataba. Again, we're dealing with the many different aspects of eradicating defilements. And again, by defilements, we mean it in a very technical sense, a defilement that makes something impure. And in the case of the mind, it's that which leads to stress and suffering. Those aspects of the mind that are of no use to us and are in fact to our detriment. They sully the mind, they taint the mind. They are what cause us to get caught up in addiction and aversion and stress and suffering. And so if you recall, the most important practice for doing away with defilements, of course, is seeing. It's the first one of the seven. And so we talk about how mindfulness is all about learning to see clearly. Why are we mindful? It's really to see clearly to see things as they are and this is what we call vipassana when you're mindful you start to learn and understand yourself but there's actually two aspects to the practice that really go hand in hand and and are equally important and it's one way of looking at what we call vinodana, the section we're looking at today, vinodana means to dispel And so, the question is, why don't we see clearly anyway, right? Why don't we see clearly normally? Why do we need to do this special practice to see clearly? And it's because we have darkness, we have clouds, we have defilements covering our minds. So our final goal is to be free from defilements because they're what cause us suffering. But in order to be free from defilements Funny thing is we actually have to be free from defilements It's important, I mean it's useful to understand this What this means When we talk about being free from defilements In the sense of our goal We're not actually talking about Right here and now being free from defilements I mean that comes anyway, right? From time to time we're not angry, we're not greedy There are times where our minds are quite pure Now what we're talking about is in fact A uprooting of the causes of defilement Mainly ignorance Once you see clearly Then the defilements don't come back For example if there's something that you dislike well, by understanding that thing that you dislike and understanding the disliking You come to see that the thing that you dislike wasn't worth disliking And the dislike had no benefit or purpose And was in fact harmful to you When you see that, then you're disinclined to it But in order to see that, you have to be free Your mind has to be free from defilement And so really that's a lot about what this sutta is about It's about the different ways in which we uh, we support our minds to see clearly We cultivate and we uh, protect our minds And encourage our minds to see more clearly And so a big part of, of mindfulness is not just about seeing clearly but is in fact about Purifying the mind momentarily. It's what we call momentary concentration. So there's a lot of talk in Buddhism about entering into the jhanas. I mean the Buddha talked a lot about these and he, he explained it as momentary or temporary cessation of defilement. It's a pure state. A jhana is a state that is free from from any kind of desire or aversion and so that's what we're doing when we're mind we're being mindful we're, we're cultivating this momentarily and this is what allows us to see clearly mindfulness is in fact a form of abandoning uh unwholesome mind states so for example when you see something and you s- and normally that seeing would you see a plate of food and normally that would lead to a a craving for the food or a, a uh, desire for the food. When you say to yourself, "Seeing, seeing," you, you abandon that. You you dispel that. When you when you want want something and you say to yourself, "Wanting, wanting," you dispel the wanting. It's a, a form of cleansing the mind. But I think what this section is talking about is something a little different that is also quite useful. And remember, uh, these later sections are except for the last one then the one we'll do next time are mainly about um, auxiliary practices ancillary practices practices that are supportive and so with uh, we know I here we're talking more about and the commentary reaffirms us we're talking about uh, intellectually or reflect or reflexively reflecting on uh, your experiences and Making a determined effort to abandon When you're meditating it's easy to say be mindful But there's a lot of things that are quite strong And just tear you away from the practice Maybe you get caught up in the past or the future It's very common right You start uh, obsessing over something you did Or something that happened to you in the past Grieving about the past or hating yourself, angry at yourself because of the past, that kind of thing Feeling guilty about the past Or worried about the future, worry, fear, ambition about the future You can make plans, a 10 year plan while you're sitting in meditation Or maybe even just daydreams, thinking up stories, telling yourself stories or fantasies in your mind And these things are are pernicious or are um, stubborn And so we know denies is this sort of thing It's dealing with this and saying to yourself Look, this is useless This is not to my benefit These things are a cause for stress And they're distracting me from my practice There are three kinds of thoughts that we have to do this with so the Pali says, "Ida biku patisankhayoni so reflecting wisely, upanangkamvita kang an arisen uh, thought of relating to sensuality. Nadhiwa seti pajahati winodeti bhyanti karoti anabavangameti." Nice to read all that It's actually The commentary does a really good job Explaining all these synonyms really They're, they're all saying the same thing Over and over again Nadiwa seti, seti is uh, Referring to an earlier section On being patient with Bearing with So these things one doesn't bear with One doesn't endure uh, um, These kind of thoughts If one is Caught up in sensuality Thinking about um, Sights and sounds And smells and tastes And feelings and thoughts Sensual experiences That are des- are pleasant Right One gets caught up in those One banishes them One doesn't endure that thought And let it continue Right One doesn't get caught up in the thought Pajahati One abandons it Right yeah, abandons. We know deity dispels it. Byanti Karoti makes it go away. Nabhavangameti causes it to go to oblivion. Basically saying the same thing. And there's different ways. I mean it's basically talking about a uh, reassuring yourself, or uh, giving yourself a, ta- a pep talk, and say, "Look, yeah, these these thoughts don't go there." It's making a decision, really. Hey, I've come here to meditate, or I'm. What am I doing as a human being? I've been born as a human being. I should make the take this opportunity that I've come in contact with the Buddhist teaching, and I have my health to. Keep my mind focused on reality. So with uh, with sensuality, and the second one is with uh, ill will or anger. Any thoughts of anger when we are upset at someone, or um, thinking about enemy, enmity, and revenge, and that kind of thing, and. And the third one is vihingsa, wanting to harm others or I don't really know they always get confused about the difference between those two, but basically anything to do with greed, anger and delusion. Any kind of bad intention in the mind. And that's right, that's what he says at the end. Panupane papake akusule me. Arisen evil, unwholesome Dhammas Evil, unwholesome Dhammas They don't sound all that bad The things I've been talking about Uh, For most most people I, I often get comments People say I don't understand what's so wrong with this entertainment and this uh, f- You know Thinking and, and and Remembering and planning and so on What's so wrong with it? We have to remember what we're talking about here This practice may not Appeal to everyone I mean it certainly doesn't appeal to everyone It's not I mean it's, it, it does make a claim to be the best course of action for everyone but um, certainly many people will not see that and will not be interested in it in that way Uh, but what we're talking about here is the purification of the mind we are talking about uh, uprooting in the sense of it never coming back again things like addiction Aversion, any kind of anger Frustration They never come back, that's what we're aiming for Any kind of lust, passion (laughs) Ambition Suffering, any kind of suffering There will be no more suffering in the mind I mean it's really something quite lofty Profound, profound, lofty anyway It's a lofty goal And it might not be to everyone's taste And I think it's important to align those two You know, if you don't see the problem with uh, Fantasizing or getting caught up in um, Thoughts of anger or revenge or so on Well then maybe it's because you're not really interested You know, you're not Interested in, in, in The goal of Buddhism I mean, What we're talking about is not becoming a normal human being This isn't just something that's meant to Take you out of extreme state states of suffering And allow you to live your life normally This is about becoming a noble individual It's really taking you out of ordinary humanity The ups and the downs of life uh, rising above the roller coasters Of plez- Pleasure and pain Or, or not pleasure and pl- pain But um, Pleased and p- Being pleased and displeased right? Being happy and unhappy there be no more happy and unhappy no, Just be happy Really I mean not in the sense that we know it, but there will be always happiness in the sense of freedom from suffering, in the sense of uh, peace in the mind. We're aiming for this peace, for this most sublime state. So, for this section, what we're dealing with here is is this making a decision. What am I here for? and a decision that these states are a waste of time and pulling yourself back to the present moment and then of course dealing with them um, mindfully Right, a thought is just a thought and of course in, on a, in a deep sense there's no um, there's, th- there's no need for the intellectualization because you see that a thought is just a thought an experience is just an experience and you see that there is no inherent um, attractiveness or repulsiveness to any experience that every experience is neutral, it is what it is and we've simply developed Uh, excitement different kinds of excitement that um, that causes us to hurt ourselves and experiences don't actually cause us stress or suffering it's our reactions to them it's our states of excitement and allowing us to allowing ourselves to make more out of things than they actually are I mean all of this, this kind of teaching and, and reminding yourself of these sorts of concepts is really what the buddha is talking about, the sort of thing he's talking about here I think um, he's talking about telling yourself and teaching yourself and pointing out, nah, this this is not useful, being able to decide this this path that I'm going down in my mind This way that I'm focusing my mind This way of acting, way of behaving mentally is, is wrong Wrong for me It doesn't bring me happiness, it doesn't bring me peace It doesn't make me a better person for myself or others in any way And so you abandon it And switch to being mindful instead instead of focusing on the content of a thought and getting caught up in it in any way a thought is just a thought i mean it's very important buddhist theory the buddhist concept if you want to understand this what the buddha taught or how the buddha taught or the buddha's uh, exhortation it was that seeing should just be seeing hearing should just be hearing sensing should be sensing thinking should be thinking no more no less and if we look at reality in this way we'll see some very novel we'll gain some novel realizations that allow us to free our minds really truly free our minds and and feel the freedom of purity so one more section and the Next time we'll have the last section And maybe we'll go back to the Dhammapada That's all for tonight uh, We'll take some questions How can someone know if she is escaping her life Or if she is really following her inner call to become a nun But without reading the long paragraph that you wrote I mean, it's interesting to read um, I think I think if your intention I mean, the best There are many reasons to ordain And people re- ordain for all sorts of reasons And it makes for a very colorful community But if you really want to ordain for the right reasons It should be because You want to practice meditation That and only that If you have some other romantic ideas About living the monastic life Or living in the forest Or that kind of thing It's problematic And it will be a problem For you and your community When it leads to Communities that are Often off base So you have to ask yourself Why you're doing it and be clear about why you're doing it and that being said there are people who ordain for well, for mundane reasons and end up uh, going on to becoming enlightened it's not, uh, it's not something you should worry too much about if you'd like to ordain well just make sure you have good intentions and you're not ordaining for bad reasons and uh, I, really it's a good thing to do if you can find a place big problem is nowadays in, in modern times it's not easy to find a great place to ordain Of course, it's not easy to get to uh, one of the places good places that do exist when noting anger the thoughts and burning sensations get more vivid this raises fear would sati protect us in this situation? yeah I mean you'd note the fear um, Really, that's what it's all about. It's about vividly experiencing these things, the thoughts and the burning sensations. They're not the problem. The problem is your reactions, your fear, and so on. And so do that, you know, go through that to the point where you see that and you start to become resilient so that these thoughts and burning sensations aren't, don't have power over you. Trying to sit in full lotus position. Um, asking because I learn more if my practice is challenging, but is it relevant to have this kind of goal? Okay, you learn more if your practice is challenging. Um, this isn't really, I think, a great attitude because, I mean, it's understandable, but it's another one of these. I would, I would caution that this is probably another one of these um, you know, let's make it let's make it quicker, kind of states. Let's do something. find a trick to improve my practice. And there are no tricks to improving your practice. Trying to find a trick is in and of itself going to hinder your practice. You should practice some mundane old practice, uh, sit with your legs, one leg in front of the other, and just slog through it without trying to find any trick. The full lotus position, is arguably better for samatha practice I, I would argue that it's not better for vipassana practice for a couple of reasons, for this reason, because it's just a trick It's not insight doesn't have anything to do with that um, and because since you don't have these deep powerful states of concentration um, it's going to aggravate. It potentially causes aggravation in, in your joints and if you're in the full lotus. Uh, that's not to say you shouldn't. If you want to sit in the full lotus, I'm not going to tell you, no, that's bad. But I would caution against it generally, uh, especially if it's just because you want to challenge yourself. Challenge yourself by not challenging yourself. Does this recent eclipse have any meaning? I think it means that the moon came between the earth and the sun I'm not sure about that It could also mean that Rahu has eaten the Eats the sun Swallows the sun for a period of time Rahu is a demon or god You pick Dear is dukkha and suffering the same uh, well suffering is an English word And I, I'm I'm not being facetious by saying that um, Because dukkha is translated in different ways But generally the answer I would give is yes But it's hard to say It depends what you mean by suffering And maybe it depends what you mean by dukkha as well But generally that dukkha is translated as suffering Does the term Buddha nature also play a role in Theravada? Not really not really. In in my opinion, I don't think it does. So that's all the questions. Thank you all for tuning in. Have a good night.